Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Achtung Mool, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Accept no substitute. Hello dear listeners, welcome to Nick and Neil's Barbershop. Would you like something for the weekend, sir? That's the intention of our new show. Uh, Neil and I are going to be reviewing the, the Millwall News of the Week. And joining me with his clippers in his hand is Mr Neil Fissler. How are you doing, Neil? Yeah, not too bad, Nick. Not too bad. Not not too bad at all. You'll find me or anything. I have actually just switched my hair clippers on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't expect that, listeners. I didn't know he had sound effects at that end of the line. Nice one. Um, yeah, something for the weekend, sir. I just want to mention, Neil, before we begin talking about the Millwall events of the week, I want to mention Nolu Clothing, who are one of the um, brands that are putting out uh, polo shirts and caps with a line on it. It's quite a nice line, actually. I quite like their line, 1885. It's got like a 1970s style line on it but they're actually doing a benefit t-shirt on their website which is uh no one likes us.co.uk um and it's in in favor of the lions food hub which i think is a fantastic gesture on their part it's a st george's cross mill t-shirt and profits from that will be benefiting the food hub which we support on this show so hats off to nolu clothing i think mate yeah definitely absolutely anything that raises a few quid for kelly and helps uh, those people that are less fortunate than we are in our community to put some food on the table and have some food in the cupboard is pretty is pretty okay with me and uh, I'll definitely be buying one or two of them yeah their polos are nice listeners as well um genuinely nice you know I mean I'm just saying that because we've got this food hub association now but um I, I like the look of their gear they do all sorts of stuff on their caps and hoodies uh, so it's no one likes us.co.uk good easy website to to remember and on their front page is a lions food hub flag t-shirt it's 15 quid and i think there's postage and packing but that will benefit the lions food hub so well done nolu clothing um neil it's been a busy little period of late we're, we're going to review some of the news i was at the den on wednesday night for a nil nil draw versus the Swedish side Hammerby. Interesting evening. I generally don't like friendlies, as you know. And I was I was enticed there by the lure and glamour of the press box by Aaron. Matt, I've got to be honest, I'm 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 in the same situation as you. I don't really like friendlies. They're 
they're just a means to an end, as we've said on the shows. But there was something quite sexy about playing a Swedish team at home or a foreign team at home. It was it yeah. was something it was something unusual. And I must admit I did watch it on Millwall TV and Fair play to the club this year. They've seriously upped their game on that. I was going to ask you, how did you find it? I've not had a chance to see it, the, the TV stream. Is it good? Is it professional looking? Good stuff? Mate, it is very good. Max McClelland uh, uh, did a wonderful job. He had to host it and do the commentary. Wow. He did everything pitch side pre-match. And they ran an interview, I think, with Jamie Shackleton. Yeah, but they could have done with a little bit of a translation underneath from uh, yeah from Yorkshire into English. <laughs> and, uh, and printed it up to the press box, but no, mate. In, and he managed to do that on its own. There was none of the I follow drama where they couldn't dial in, and yeah, it, it was really, really good. Uh, it's something that I, I, I was mentioning last season that I think needed to be done because I follow was a disaster from start to finish. It was those generic adverts that were horrible. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And, uh, half the time the commentary didn't work or the picture was out of sync with the commentary and just it it just wasn't very good. But but to be fair, Millwall have invested in it and it was absolutely superb. I highly recommend anybody that can't get to the Ipswich game to actually pay your five or your ten or whatever they want and uh, have a look. Join the crew. Good stuff. Well done, Millwall. Um, I, I'm interested in that word "invested" because I think you. Sh- I, I, I believe we're starting to see the benefits of investment. Obviously, there's the talk of the new training ground, which we've touched on a few times. We won't really go into that again. But you do get a sense with the players that are arriving. We saw some of them Wednesday night, Neil. And even down to the details like the uh, the Mill TV and, 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 and other bits and pieces, the website and, and, and all sorts of ways. You do, at last, fingers crossed, get a bit of a sense that our club's dragging itself into the 21st century, um, appreciating we're playing in a different football world now and we've got to match it. Yeah, I think there's still some ways to go. I think people are still moaning about the club shop online. and. Right the availability of kits, but I do think that's out of the club's hands because that's all to do with the supplier. And I I did hear, I think the guy from Hummel was on a price of football and he said that that they ship everything from China in containers. So if it ain't coming up the Suez Canal on time, it ain't going to be a shop on time. It's probably having its paperwork done at Harwich or Felixstowe or somewhere like that as we as we speak. But there is a lot of work to do. Uh, people were moaning about the catering the other night, but again, that's not Millwall. I think that's franchised out, isn't it? And uh, I must admit, £3.50 for a bottle of Coke is a bit steep by anyone's. Did um, I see £6.50 for a pint of beer there as well? I don't... I, I don't yeah, I, according to Hoff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't drink at the football, so I, I, I don't know. And I, I, Maybe I'll do a price check next time I'm at the West Harbour, but um, £6.50 for a pint, yeah. Okay, it's gonna that's going to hurt. Um yeah, I mean, I think as ever, catering at the Den seems to be a thing that 
is always a struggle. And it, I don't know um, why this should be so, because, you know, in the course of doing some of the Van Don League shows, Neil, um been to a few places where I'm thinking of Ebb's fleet here. Um, where I, I was at a game uh, during the, uh, you know, the colder months. And they've got van-based um, local caterers doing, I think it was German sausage in a roll with beer, you know, German kind of um, theme. And I've seen ones, even the, the Punjab United have got curry and kingfisher selling off of a van. Um, if there, if there are reasons why things like that can't be done, then I, I don't know what those reasons are. We've got a bloody great car park that you'd think uh, there, there should be retailers looking to, to, to sell on a, on a match day working out the van, but we don't seem to get yeah. it. And I don't quite get understand why. Preach about it last season, didn't we? And yeah. uh, it is all about the fan experience now. And and let's face it, uh, to get in and around or around the ground, there's nothing anymore, is there? Okay, there's a Greg's up the road. and yeah, Wow, I mean, it's a calf. Uh, calf and, yeah. But for anything quality you just can't get it and it's a pain to get into it's a pain to get out of and you would have thought that a facility such as a couple of food trucks would go down quite well but hopefully it's something that the club will look into and will get on board i hope so because uh, you know we uh, for, certainly on on our shows neil i mean we, we say the criticism is intended to be constructive and it's not a the biggest deal in the world but i mean the the, the quality of i i had a pie i went to a game last season late last season and i was i hadn't had a chance to get anything to eat as i came out so i thought i'd have a pie at the ground and it was pretty dry and incinerated and it wasn't a great experience but you do see other clubs and especially smaller clubs that are doing better and there must be ways to, to make that happen so the, the criticism is intended as a positive because i think that would help um, a lot of fans on a match day to have a decent bite to eat and a decent beer in their hands before the, before the game. Achtung, Mailball. Strange game. Friendly football Wednesday night, Neil. Um, I thought we looked, certainly in the first half, we, 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 we have a kind of a mobility to us that I'm hoping will raise our standards a few notches in when it comes to the real thing but we we look like we want to pass and move fast um the thing that bothered me on wednesday don't know how you made what well, you made to the game but we didn't create much in the way of goal mouth action did we mate do you know what i was just thinking then when you started that it reminded me of something that i saw when i was watching the game and that is we've still got an alarming lack of creativity mm. yeah we have yeah. I know that we've brought in some fantastic players. Okay, young Fleming obviously needs to settle down. Uh, but I think he's a, one or two things he did, he did very well. Uh, but they're still not... He, I still think we're just, just a smidgen off. I agree. Yeah. That can do something this season and it's not an awful lot it is we need a striker or we need another striker when either we get one in a premier league player on loan i know we've been linked with uh dilap at 
Man City, haven't we? Anderson. Is he is he Anderson at Newcastle played for Bristol Rovers last season? Okay, okay. Um I saw Dwight Gale being but then I saw I'm just looking and some someone said he's going to Stoke, so I, I don't yeah, know. No, how much. Stoke on a two year contract. He would have been a decent enough signing actually if we could have got him on our terms as the yeah. picking up the bulk of his fifty K a week wages. Uh but yeah. we definitely need we definitely need just a little a little spark is needed, and I, I'm genuinely optimistic this season. Pre-season friendlies against Swedish clubs, yeah, you don't really worry about the result as long as you don't get turned over four or five nil, which, which, you, which you kind of think, oh, because no, I mean Bart had to make a couple of smart saves, particularly in the second half. If uh, from memory, I've got no notes on the game, listeners. So from memory, they 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 got forwards a little bit in the second half, and I think he got down quite lively to one close range shot. I think um, I, my impression of Millwall, both you know, obviously change in personnel for the second half, but we we look very efficient and we look to pass the ball about and move about a lot, Neil. But you're, it's that spark in front of goal that's that's going to be the thing. Um, after the game, I got as fortunate to get pitch side with Aaron and got, we did a brief interview with Gary Rowan. He did seem to hint that he's seeing the same things as we are in the sense that um, another signing may be imminent, um, whether that's going to be loan or, 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 or I imagine it will be given the amount of money we've paid out this year. But um, it's, it's reassuring at least that he also recognises we need a bit more oomph in front of goal because that was the thing that was not apparent on Wednesday, nor from what I've read, some of the other friendlies so far this season. Yeah, I think if you have a look at the squad, we do lack something up front. Yeah, we know that Afobi and Bradshaw are going to pick up a couple of knocks this season. They'll be on the yeah. sideline. Uh, Mason Bennett has already had a quad strain, hasn't he? And, uh, he so- looked quite hungry on, on Wednesday, I thought. Um, but you're right, you're kind of on the brink of um, waiting for the moment to come when he pulls up. Yeah. Um, Bennett is a great player. If he was injury-free, he wouldn't be playing for Millwall. He'd probably be playing in the Premier League. Yes, true. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good player. But he's just made a glass, isn't he, that, that you just have to accept with him that he will get injured at least two or three times a season. I caught myself after the game on on Wednesday because there's a bit of hanging around. You, you'll know from your own journalistic um, world, Neil. There's a lot of time hanging about waiting for people to be interviewed, isn't there? Post game, so I'd, I'd wangled my way in with Aaron onto the pitch, and I'm standing around. And they they the after the match, the players came out with some dumbbells that are massive dumbbells. I mean, these are these you wouldn't pick them up in the gym, listeners. I wouldn't anyway. And they're doing these kind of leg exercises. And I caught myself at one moment, uh, Mason Bennett was doing some kind of balancing exercises with two whopping great, um, like uh, 20K kind of dumbbells in his hands, balancing on one leg. And I caught myself staring at his, his bulging leg muscles. I thought, I mustn't be staring too openly, gulping at his ability to go on one leg with, with bulging leg muscles. So I, I managed to jerk my... Um, Vision away into the you know into the far distance as a confession for keep it between us, listeners. Yeah, mate, you should have shown it over, Mason. Yeah, but don't overdo it, son. We got a game on Sunday. <laughs> don't want you injured. It was fascinating because there, there was Ryan Leonard doing a kind of like a um a front sit up almost. It was like um obviously working on his 
stomach muscles. I, mean, I would not take this on in a million years, Liz, as myself. My gym days are behind me. But um, it was quite quite a sight to see them post-match working out like that. It was um, an eye-opener, put it that way. Um, Energy-wise, I thought we, we had a lot of energy in the game. Uh, George Honeyman impressed me in terms of his willingness to... He seemed to be in the mix of everything that was happening in the middle of the park. You know, I think he's going to be quite an asset. I think he will be a fan favourite, as, as, as we said in the week. I'll confidently make a prediction now. George Honeyman will be player of the year. Well... Okay, you hear it here first, listeners. Yeah, yeah, no, well, I only know because I've read it on Hoff and they've already decided. <laughs> well, it must be so then. <laughs> Whoever posted that on Hoff, we're with you, we're with you. I, I, I thought it was very impressive. Mate, he is a very, very good player. Yeah. Uh, however old O and Gary Rowett got him, uh, mate, boys, you've done us. You've done us absolutely proud with that one, because that is a yeah. Well, we all knew what a good signing it was, but now we're seeing him play. Absolutely, just showing what a fantastic signing he is, and what the whole thing in letting him come to us. Well, I think in fairness to the quality of the signings, I was, I was literally just listening on recast um, before Neil and I came online listening to like a question and answer session with Charlie Cresswell. Um, I haven't seen the one with Jamie Shackleton yet, but they, all of these players, and I'd include um, Zian Fleming, actually, um, they, they all come across as fairly good, settled boys. You know, these, these, none of these players um, strike me as um, a way with a fairy stars type mentality. They all seem to be good, grounded, solid Boys, I mean, I know we've only got the two Leeds boys for the season, but they do seem to be the type, like George Honeyman, that will fit in at Millwall, you know, give 100 percenters. I was yeah. impressed. Yeah, you can't have big time Charlies down at the den, I don't yeah, think. Take them, no. no. Stand, isn't there? Let's face it, and enough of us doing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, now, you've got to have. Yeah, we always say that it takes you need a certain mentality to be a Millwall player, and it looks as if these lads are great guys. To yeah. be honest with you, that that they'll fit in well and that they'll do well. Interestingly, with the Jamie Shackleton deal, I did see that Richard Cowley tweeted this morning that it is a loan with an option to buy. I saw that. Yeah, that's... a trendy thing now in football. So. That's um, but that's that's that. I mean, uh, can we can we give Aldo credit for? Let's give Aldo some credit and some love. He he takes all the, all the heat when it doesn't work out. But that's a good deal, then, isn't it? That's a try before you buy. Um, presuming it works out for us, and that's the kind of deal we want to see. So, hats off to Aldo and the recruitment team if that's the kind of deals that they're putting together now. So, yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, yeah, well, I've said on other shows that we've done that. Aldo's really upped his game. Yeah. Uh, has come back almost like a different Aldo, if you like. He's been to Stoke and he's seen the world. Yeah. And <laughs> our recruitment and the way that we're going about it this year has been absolutely fantastic, absolutely blinding. So hopefully, hopefully we can get a scouting network in place because I do think that there's great untapped of non-league players and players in the lower divisions that you can pick up bargains and you can yeah you can, you, you can do the money ball with you can 
buy players early, develop them, and then uh, and then sell them on at a profit at some stage. I imagine that's the intention behind Zian Fleming. A very, very level-headed boy, actually. Um, again, they were interviewing him, and uh, Aaron spoke to him briefly after the game. Um, very polite, very well-spoken. His English is impeccable. And you think just, you know, we, we've done well to bring players of that quality because what I thought, he, although he didn't show huge amounts on Wednesday, still, you know, very much feeling his way through. But um, as, as Ryan said, sat next to me, he actually hasn't given the ball away. He didn't make a mistake in, in, in his, in his um, you know, performance. And that's, that's, uh, that's normally a big sign, isn't it, of a, of a quality player? Yeah. Uh, it's, pre-season is difficult because you're there to get your, to get your fitness up. Mm-hmm. And you know that you're only going to play 45, 50, 55 minutes, something like that. So, so there's not an awful lot you can do in the game. You don't want to get injured now either. I mean, there was, there was a moment, um, you, you saw it, but um, almost a minute in, I think Jake Cooper got involved in a Jake Cooper tussle for the ball. It wasn't a corner, it was a free kick and went down. I thought, here we go. We've got <laughs> one minute into a meaningless pre-season workout and we've got one of our main men out. out. But he seemed to recover quite well. But uh, avoiding injury is, is, is as much part of the pre-season programme as it is to get your fitness up, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think anybody that saw the Colchester game last Friday would have seen uh, Jake Cooper make a Jake Cooper challenge on one of their players. <laughs> <laughs> you see, there was a quote. It was I don't know if I've, I've lifted it from either it's either News at Den or London News Online. I apologise, I didn't note which website I've nicked this from. But it's a quote from Jake, and I think it comes back to what you've just said there. Um, Jake says, "I love it at the, at the football club at Millwall. He loves it at Millwall. I enjoy being around all the lads. We've got the staff, the chairman, Steve Kavanagh, Alex Aldridge. I've got great relationships all the way through the club, and I've just decided to keep going to try and achieve something with this football club that means so much to me." Um, I think the question might have been about him, his ambitions within the game to move on, because he's clearly a player that um, you know other other clubs would would covet. Um, but he loves it at Millwall, and he says so. And I think that's that's that that's that's you know I think the crowd understand that there there is a relationship with these players. Sean Hutchinson, I'd say the same as well. Uh, I know football's a you know a, is a world where loyalties can be transient, but that's that's great to hear, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is, especially when when I think he was linked with Glasgow Rangers, wasn't he, two or three yeah. years ago, and we turned down the bid. And he is a proper Millwall-type player, isn't he? He's the kind of player that 110% every time he steps out on the pitch and uh, wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. And he, there's obviously a connection there. And we always say horses for courses, don't we? And Jake Cooper is a Millwall type player. And I know we talk about legends and it's a much overused word, but you can almost see that he's a trainee legend. He's on course. He's on, he's on the road, isn't he? Yeah. If he spends the rest of his career at this football club, yeah, or at our football club, yeah. he's going to be remembered. For as in much the same way as Robbo, yeah, yeah, similar kind of player in that way, yeah, I agree. Uh, 110% Tony Craig, who'll be in, is another player yeah. that reminds me of 110%. Yeah, 
We we love those kinds of players. I mean, I had to laugh. You talk about the Colchester game where he, I think Gary Rowett pulled him up for a. I think he described it as a, he expects a little bit more professional of a professional attitude to his tackles. He I think he went a little bit harshly on the, the Colchester in the first minute, wasn't it? <laughs> Put him on the floor. <laughs> it was awful. I think I think if it was proper football, yeah. A proper game, it was undoubtedly a red card because the Colchester, yeah, the Colchester Wokarati. <laughs> Is there a Colchester Wokarati? There must be. They were incredulous when they saw this, and I think still be on the picture. It was, it was a proper, full blooded, absolutely. Wonderful. I haven't got the quote from Gary Rowett, but it was, it was words to the effect of he expects his players to be professional. Um, minute one of the second, third friendly of the season at the Colchester Community Stadium, and Jake's put him on the floor. It reminds me of one of the first things I ever heard at the old Den Neil when the old boy shouted in, in, in fury. I think it might have been, wasn't Harry Cripps, it would have been on some lesser lesser breed in his, in his world. It might have been Dennis Burnett, actually. Don't don't shake his hands. Hit him. <laughs> it comes from that kind of. <laughs> if you're going to hurt him, hurt him. Achtung, Mailball. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. No One Likes Us Clothing is the clothing range designed by Millwall fans for Millwall fans. Caps, t-shirts, polos, they've got it all. Visit noonelikesus.co.uk for the full range. Or, if you're in Bermondsey on a match day, why not have a pint in the Blue Anchor pub and pick up a Nolu polo shirt, Nolu clothing, www.noonelikesus.co.uk. Achtung, Mailball. A couple of other bits, I've just lifted some of the, the main stories from the websites. Listeners, Tyler, Tyler Bury um, was... Uh, 
we're still waiting, I think, to see some of the rest. He scored a good goal, didn't he? At um, was that at Dartford? He, he he put one in from from distance. Didn't really see too much of him, um, and I can't remember anything of any great note on Wednesday. But he does rather carry the the, the cross of creativity, the creativity cross at the middle. Now that we've lost um, Judas Jed. <laughs> <laughs> I had to use that. I just love that line. Neil slipped that in the other show we did. <laughs> I don't really think you're a Judas Jet. <laughs> I always liked. I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, and no, I, I I read somewhere. I think it was London News Online today that that options of of significant game time could be limited for him. Yeah. Yeah. He, there is a player there, and there is a very, very good player there. We haven't got enough creativity, so we can't be afford to be sending out our most creative, and my most creative player, <laughs> and the player that can can do the unusual. I mean, we saw the hint of that with um, Zian Fleming against Crystal Palace, wasn't it, where he scored the the shot from distance. Uh, and, and Tyler is another creative player. The the the, the, the it's the eternal dilemma, and I, uh, I think we will know that Gary Rowett favours um, a more all-round approach and, um, you know, a functionality to his football. But I think, obviously, you do want some creativity, but is it trying to find creative players that will fit nicely into Rowett's side is not going to be easy. Um, only Jed really was probably trusted to be a first-choice pick, Neil, because... Jed would do the work side as well as the creative side, and I think that's going to have to be the key for anyone that aspires to take on his on his on his mantle. I wonder, uh, I wonder if they've ever thought about playing Tyler Bury up front. Well, they, wasn't that one of the? I mean, one of the friendlies. I, I don't know which one, listeners. So apologies. It's, um, but they were trying to play more of a central in a more of a central role, which is like the eternal move they were trying to make with Jed, wasn't it? Trying to bring him in from the wing. I'm playing more down the middle. Um, and whether they're trying to do it with Tyler, I, I, I guess. Work. I'm not sure Winger would work in our formation, would it? 3 5 or uh, 5, uh, however many he has in midfield. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing is, and you're right, um, the, the thing that we lack lacked on Wednesday night was creativity. Tyler is our most creative player. So there we have it. Um, but I think I was just reading this quote here. He's, he's talking about it was good, uh, good to get the score sheet versus uh, versus Dartford, I think that was, wasn't it? I'm very good. This is Tyler speaking. I'm very good coming inside on my right foot. So as soon as I hit the ball, I knew it was going in. Um, he says it's useful to play in different positions, but at the same time, he has a preferred position. So that's kind of like a message, I think, to say, play me where I'm at my best rather than, you know, shoehorn me into a position that I don't really feel comfortable with. Um <laughs> I don't think his best position will fit in with the way uh, our formation we set up. No, I I, I, I fear you're right. Um, We'll we'll see. We'll see how this this little drama works out. But um, it will be a shame to see Tyler move on. I think also Gary Rowett looks for consistency of performance. And I think, as ever with the creatives, eh? They, they, they're ephemeral, and they come and they go, and then they'll, you'll get a good performance, and then they'll come back two or three games later and produce another good one. Whereas managers want predictability in that sense. We we shall see. Um, a few other bits of news here. Um, I was interested to see actually we've got the new away kit announced this week. We'll come back to that if we may, Neil. But modelling said away kit. 
was Danny Mac um, with all of his, you know, QPR bidding um, war. Their, their, their low bids go increasing by one pound fifty each time. Um, it was interesting to see the club using Danny Mac as the the lead model for the awaker. It does imply that a deal may be close. You know. Um, would Millwall have used him, do you think, if uh, we weren't expecting him to sign for the season or sign a new contract? To be fair, we don't know when those pictures were done. Those pictures could have been mm. two or three months ago. Yeah. That's, that's true. So uh, you never know. Uh, but then again, it, 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 it has happened before, hasn't it? Other clubs have used their star names. And uh, yeah. I, yeah. I guess that Mr. Ronaldo... Uh, featured heavily in Manchester United marketing campaign this summer, and uh, he made it evidently clear that he doesn't see his future at the club. So, we wouldn't be the first team to fall into that trap, would we? No, I, we wouldn't. Uh, that's true. Um, hope all of this saber rattling, uh, from QPR, and they've either got to get real or fuck off, really. <laughs> Well, they need to make, if they really want him, and if Mill are thinking seriously of allowing him to go, and that, that, that their ability to influence that depends on the contract that they're offering and where that fits in their, their wage framework, then you're right. I mean, QPR have got to either raise their game or, or as you rightly put it, fuck off. Um, I mean, also from the Mill perspective, and we've made this point before, I think, Neil, that we... we we mustn't be sentimental as a fan base. We have to be, if we want to progress as a football club, then you have to, you know, not, not kill your darlings. You've got to sell your darlings at some point, um, but for the right price, that's going to exactly. be the thing. Absolutely. Exactly. Every player's got a price and it would seem that Danny McNamara has got a price. Hmm. But uh, QPR aren't offering it, it seems. But now, if they do, QPR they do. probably offering a 10th of what we value him at. And, if QPR do offer the money, as we've said before, and we've said many times before, we do hang on to players for too long. So I think it's either QPR have got to offer a decent amount of money or they go away and we just and we just sit down with the player's agent, whoever that might be, and say, right. Here's the deal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a strange one because he is a Millwall fan. I know that most of our fans do get really dewy-eyed and quite sentimental about such things. Mm. But I think you've got to look upon this in in a cold light of day and that's that every player's got a price. He will have his price. And if we get five million quid for him, good luck. <laughs> well, it, I mean, I would have thought the price must be in the millions. I mean, who knows how much credence to give to some of these uh, figures you see banded around on the social media? But uh, three hundred thousand pounds was, which was, was reputedly what QPR were offering, and then it was raised to three fifty or something. Um, I mean, that's this. You can laugh that out of court because that's that's Danny Mac. If he's he has his price, but it's got to be in the million pounds zone, not the uh, hundreds of thousands of zones. So um, we wait to see. We wait to see. But I, I was struck by the fact he was uh, modelling the new yellow and black nineteen eighty eight throwback kit. Um, it's quite a nice ensemble. Neil, did you see it? Are, are you a, a kit fan? Uh, no, and you're not less fit woman wearing them. <laughs> 
the Venezia. I don't know. There's the Venezia FC in uh, Italy have some, um, you know, Italian beauties sailing down a gondola wearing their shirt. I mean, if that's the way to do it, we'd have to launch it from Deptford Creek or somewhere, wouldn't we? It looks all right, to be honest. There's a, I don't like the thick red flashes in the, the splashes that go. Across. Yeah, they've got like a, it's a, it's a, just to describe it, can I describe it? I suppose it's a yellow, similar to the, um, the first but, division days. We had a, we had a same kind of where they put a stripe through diagonal stripe um, yeah plenty of them but i don't like that if it was just yellow and blue uh, it would be a great nod to a fantastic kit and one that's quite rightly remembered yeah as a lovely away kit i do wish we went back to playing in white as yeah our... I, I always like white as the kit i was brought up with i, I think um I mean, some people collect kits. Some people get. I mean, there's loads of uh, accounts on Twitter where people uh, make up kits and things. You know, imaginary kits, all sorts of stuff. I, I don't. That doesn't interest me to that level. But um, we're about five years too old. So I think maybe that's what, <laughs> you've hit the nail on the head there, Neil. I think you're right. Let's move along. It's nice enough kit anyway. And there's a apparently there's a, there's a there's a red and black kit to come at some stage. Um, we wait to see on on that on that score. Um, some news from Richard Corley, London News Online. Alex Mitchell, defender, set for another loan exit, having previously been on loan at Leighton Orient uh, last season. Um, we do seem to be you know we have a surplus of um, central defenders, and, and Alex does seem to be. It has a kind of feel of a, of a loan that probably will turn into a permanent move, Neil, don't you think? I'm not sure with this one. How old is he? 20? 20, 20. 20, so... It, like Isaac a I think you're looking at it's it's reaching make-or-break stage. Now or never for both, I think, yeah. Definitely yeah. is. It's... If you're going to... You can't keep on loaning these players out. Alafe. I'd be more entitled to keep a Lafayette around for the first six months of the season. He was unlucky with his penalty. It was a really fiercely struck penalty and it hit the post, which is a marginal, you know, marginal thing. Um, didn't see much of him. Was it the 83rd minute he came in the game, Neil? And he, he, he looked busy, but without anything decisive for me. Um, can't really judge on what I saw Wednesday with Isaac. I think in Colchester the other night he came on and he took a little bit of time to get into the game, but then did all right when he came on. To don't forget this season now you can you can use five subs and you can have seven mm. on the bench. So I I quite like to keep him around, give him give him some minutes, play him in the Carabao Cup or whatever. It's yeah, called. stick him into those. Yeah, I agree. And, um, See what he's like for Millwall because he's what 23 24. Well, he's at that crossroads period. We've said it with Alex Mitchell to some extent, but he's uh, I Tanto, I think is his nickname. He's at that crossroads point, isn't he? Um, I'd like to see him be successful, but that's the romantic in me wanting to see one of our players make it. Um, we'll but see. Clubs actually have a player on their books at 23, 24, and they're going to loan him out for experience. It doesn't, 
it seems as if they've, yeah, they loaned him to a conference club, then they loaned him to the same club when they got promoted to League Two. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, loaned him out to League One last season. And you can't keep on doing it step by step at some stage, it's got to be either sink or swim time. Yeah, I think we, we, I think he's a fast approaching that point. That's, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for Isaac Alofi Tanto. I, I want him to succeed, but we will see. Achtung, Mailball. Um, now, Neil, next on our little um, makeshift agenda list, we're going to try and do this as a regular thing. This is Nick and Neil's something for the weekend, we're gonna, like a preview. We've got the um, Ipswich game looming, so we've hung it on that slightly. But... Um, Next on our agenda is, is this story, this picture, this, I think there's a video, I haven't seen the video, I've seen one or two stills, I presume, from it, of Guy wearing a Mill shirt at, is it Rangers versus West Ham friendly up in Scotland, Neil? Yeah, it was on Tuesday, Wednesday night. He's wearing a Mill shirt, um, doing a kind of an Adolf Hitler Nazi salute with a... Uh, holding his, his 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 fingers to make a makeshift moustache, doing a Nazi salute. I presume to West Ham fans that are up there. Um, some 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 things define words. Really, I I don't actually know what to say. I mean, st- stupid stupidity is is the only one that leaps into my head at the moment. But you wanted to say a few things yourself, Neil, about this, that the incident. Yeah, it, it's the kind of thing that. Uh, you used to do in the school playground when you mm. were five or six in the 70s when that kind of thing was acceptable. Yeah. Uh, let's not make too many bones about it. I'm not woke. I'm not a snowflake. I'm not PC. But no. I was absolutely lost for words when I saw this. Because here is a guy who who took off a Stone Island sweatshirt <laughs> to reveal a Millwall away shirt, I think it was. White under, one, white one, wasn't it? Yeah. From last season or the season before or whenever it was. And then he proceeded to stand up and, or he made the Hitler salute and then yeah. to West Ham fans. What an absolute fucking idiot. Yeah, and, and, and just to say, this is not a kid, listeners. You were not talking about a, a, an immature seventeen-year-old. He, he was in our age bracket, Neil. Was he? he looked 40, 50? I'm doing myself a favour, but grown grade A muppet. Yeah. Okay, if you're going to wear a West, if you're going to wear a Millwall shirt, it could have been that he was wearing a Millwall shirt to wind up West Ham fans. It's done. I don't agree with it, but hey, no, I... People do that. Um, yeah, they um, do. But I've also read that he was a Millwall fan based in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, we know what these... Yeah, we know it's like social media yeah, and yeah. things like that. If somebody knew him, they would have said their team. But nobody seems to have ever seen him at the game or at a game. Mm. I would... I... I don't. I wouldn't encourage violence, but if somebody does see him at a game, give him a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to delete that. <laughs> no, 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 mate. Seriously, leave it in. He deserves a snap because what this does. What well, it's this very does. destructive. I mean, you know, we we're a club that doesn't need 
much bad publicity for it. I mean, it, it, the sinest incident at our club, Neil, as, as you and I know and listeners know. I was going to make, Nick, yeah? yeah. There are people, you looked, we played, yeah, well, we played Dulwich Hamlet the other night. And uh, somebody posted something from one of their message boards, yeah? Yeah. And you've got to know about Dulwich Hamlet. They are the wokest club in... Yeah, they, they're the leaders of the non-league... Um, woke. Uh, what should we call The activist kind of yeah, scene that's existent. Woke yeah. of football. Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody posted on there, he was a Cardiff fan who'd become a Dulwich Hamlet fan. Yeah, what's that out? Yeah, <laughs> lost on that, but yeah, he said, I don't particularly want to know any Millwall fans, I don't want anyone around me. And incidents like this just add fuel to the fire of people knocking our club, yeah. And and there are enough people knocking our club at the Best times, yeah. It gives easy ammunition, Neil. I mean, we, we, we had a... Millwall is amplified times 10, yeah. Anything that happens anywhere else worse, well, it seems to go away after about 24 hours, doesn't it? But at Millwall, it lasts for two or three days. And to have this Muppet stand up and do something as stupid as that, especially when people, everybody has mobile phones these well, days. It's that it's, it's it's that ability to to give it um, a disproportionate amount of airtime because everyone film, films it and they stick it on social media and it plays into the very it's it's the point you've just made with this Cardiff Dulwich fan they they people want to believe this and they when they get it it's like fueling a fire isn't it throwing petrol onto onto gasoline the flames as the song says you know the fact that and the fact that this muppet was wearing a Millwall shirt yeah. It, yeah, but it must have been like Christmas six months early too. You ever well, it's, it's, it's been taken as that. I mean, I've only seen stills from it and I've seen some of the reaction and I, I thought I can't be bothered to read this anymore because um, it is so rankly stupid. Um, and it just plays into the hands of those that want to knock our club and gives it gives easy ammunition to those that want to shoot us. So, no, I, 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 I'm with you 100%. I, I, I wasn't going to mention it, listeners, because sometimes you, when you do these shows, you you think, oh, do you need the brief? And a lot of people have this thing. Mill and Rangers have some link, which I've always struggled with. Incidentally, a different subject, but we we have no particular linkage with Glasgow Rangers. If we have any links at all, from what I've read in my um, reading of, of, of the Scots links, it comes more from Dundee. And I think Morton's was an Aberdeen-based um, football Ma- firm. Ma- I think it's all to do with unionism and all. Well, that's yeah, and that's an unattractive thing oh, for me. I, I, kinds of things I'm not really interested in, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so he's gone along to Rangers. Thing. I don't know what he's thinking, but um, yeah, I prefer it if you didn't do it, mate. If you're listening to this show, <laughs> yeah, we are listening to this show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What they say on? <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> and you will deserve that. No, sorry. This has to stay into this show, yeah? This guy deserves... I was going to say, unfollow me now, you know. Anyway, we'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave Neil's bit in. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, to raise the tone of the conversation to conclude this first edition of something for the weekend, sir, um, I had to laugh. Um, woke 
is one word, I suppose. We, we, we've got a deal going with a turmeric company, Neil. Have you seen this? We have an official turmeric partner, Millwall Football Club. Oh, this is not the Millwall. I, I can't imagine back in 1972 standing on the halfway line with the likes of uh, Kitch and Harry and, and uh, Alfie Woods up front that we'd ever have a turmeric partner. But we do have a turmeric company now. Um, founded by uh, Hal Thomas, uh, Hal Robson Carnoux. It's... Um, Vegan shots, turmeric, ginger, raw turmeric, and beetroot. My wife will be loving all this stuff, but um, it's not the mill I know, mate. Mate, it's definitely, yeah, it's not the mill I know either. And I did notice that we actually had a, a ready-made meal partner. We do, we do. We do. As well. And, well, I had a look on it, as you do, and it's all this quinoa. It's all the kind of stuff that you're into, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but it's all the healthy option. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just the way that it's gone, though. Turmeric was something that you used to have with rice to turn it. A it's cup. got like a bright yellow tone to it, turmeric. I mean, you know, it's, it's an ingredient in uh, Indian cookery. But um, anyway, I mean, I, I must. it made me laugh. We're having had that incinerated nuclear glowing um, chicken pie that I had last year at the den. with much turmeric. Knocking around there, listeners, I can tell you yeah, that much. Turmeric, turmeric and quinoa. Summit rather now, now to be honest, that'd be a step. I, I love this bit as well. They, they are the company, the turmeric company. Give them a shout. Um, they're a bronze LED partner. I, I take that to mean the level of coverage you get on our LED screen around the side of the, of the ground. <laughs> they're a bronze partner. That means there must be silver and gold ones. Is there a platinum one? A diamond one? I don't know. Yeah, but a bronze part. <laughs> We've got a bronze part. Does yeah, but does that mean that they pay in packets of fruit pastel? <laughs> yeah, but it's just the way that modern football is now, isn't it? You have different, oh, dear. You have different levels of partners, and I guess that this is the... We've got, we've got a vegan shot, vegan shot partners now, listeners. There we are. Not the Millwall that we know, Neil. Something like we were talking about online oh, before we came on air, actually. I, we, we haven't mentioned it yet, mm. but we're playing Ipswich tomorrow. Mm. There's going to be a new programme available. Yes, uh, there is. Fully independent programme uh, produced by Chris Bethel, well-known historian. Yeah. Yeah. supplied all the pictures for my book, uh, programme collector, font of all knowledge if you need to see what a badge from 1940-something looked like. Uh, Chris has got it all in his collection, and he's bringing out a programme to replace the, the match day programme that, uh, that we lamented the end of on the show, I think, uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, I saw Chris Wednesday night um, with my press pass listeners that I'm going to dine out on for a long time. I got into the press press office and the, the Chris was there, so I got talking to him about it. It's... it's Hats off, Neil, to to him for producing this. It's a, there's a lot of work involved in producing a pro. It's one of those things that's rather like fanzines back when I used to do it. People can take it for granted. It's part of the match day theatre, and and you just it's just there. But there's a lot of work that goes in to produce a good match day program. Um, and I said to him, "Well done," because it's I think there's more work in it than I think maybe Chris anticipated. So. It's a big commitment, 23, um, you know, uh, league games, plus friendlies, plus cup ties. So 
I, I, I know a little bit of how much work's involved in doing a fanzine. There's a lot more work doing a match day program because you're committed to a deadline that you aren't with an unofficial product. So, um, no, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, hats off to him. Cause it, he was saying how we've produced a program and the, obviously the, 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 the team sheets um, back in the old days for a very long time in our history. And to see it just fade away is... Um, you know, I, I take my half to those that do stuff. So well done, Chris Bethel, for getting getting this together. Looking forward yeah. to seeing it. Yeah, I think the first Millwall program. Yeah, I think Chris put something on something or other that goes back to the eighteen nineties or something. Yeah, he mentions a date like that, and um, so the, it goes back a long way. And to be fair, the other night, I don't know if they did team sheets outside the ground. It would have been quite nice to have known who the opposition players were because a lot of them we wouldn't have heard of. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I got a team sheet, um, but that's that's whether that's just one off for the the journalists. So I, I, I presume it was. I don't, whether they, it, people entering the ground, if there's no program, you should be given a team sheet. That's probably going to cost money as well. So they, they may or may not do that. I don't know. Um, but it is, it is quite nice to see, especially with the foreign names and the, the players you haven't heard of, and, you know, interchanging during the course of the game. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the new season brings forward. But, no, a good point. It's going to be a pound, I think, in addition. So it deserves support, listeners. If you do see it, buy one for a pound. It's got to be worth it. And, and if, you, if they don't sell it, it dies. That's, 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 the, that's the lesson of life, isn't it? So it deserves support. Um, you're absolutely, you're absolutely, yeah, but they could have just accepted that we weren't going to do programs anymore. But there is a collector's market for it, and people and people have got programs going back donkey. Yeah. And uh, so, whether well, obviously is a market for it, I think they're producing 500 a game. 500, I really hope those 500 sell because that's a, that's a big. Um, we were just talking again off air, Neil, about how numbers of fanzines are. No, the fanzine is not a program, so people will buy a program, they may not necessarily buy a fanzine. But, um, 500 is a fairly ambitious fi uh, figure to produce, and you don't want you don't want um unsold programs because that's just dead money. And, um, so if you do see one, listeners, um, uh, it's only a quid, and let's shift those 500, let's get, let's get it going. Um, and I'll take my hat off to, to Chris, as as, uh, as we've said already. Um, yeah, if you don't support it, it goes away. So, yeah. Yeah, be more, yeah, there'll probably be more programmes and people there tomorrow, I'd have thought. Yeah, there weren't many at the game. I mean, was, one stand was open, the Barry Kitchen on Wednesday night. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go tomorrow. I can't make it. I've got stuff to do tomorrow. But um, I'm really looking forward to the following week, Stoke City. Um that apparently, although it's going to be a, a rail strike that day, but um, I think the club is expecting out, apparently, there's no out, yeah. Uh, somebody posted uh, something on Hoff the other day and a, 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 a screenshot of the availability in various Ooh. areas of the ground, and an awful lot of them was only limited availability, but that says that's hopefully we can keep it going because John Berylson has backed the manager this summer and uh, has spent an awful lot of money. And it would be good if we backed John Berylson in a... Oh, absolutely, 100%. Um, because it is embarrassing sometimes you go down there. And obviously, yeah, it is expensive. 
but but nine thousand, you're not going to be able to sign quality players and push on for those kind of crowds and the kind of people that or the kind of numbers that turn up, particularly for you for night games. Absolutely, filled a den as they as, as the uh, the hashtag has it. I, yep. I agree, agree absolutely with what Neil said there. Huge thank you to Neil. I think we've exhausted our, our um, agenda. Um, do let me know whether you enjoyed something for the weekend, sir. Um, I, I love the title. I'm going to keep it, whether you like it or not, listeners. I'm going to keep it. And we'll be back with another edition um, ahead of the start of the 22-23 season next week. So uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from Neil. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Achtung, Millwall. Please do leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. Danke schon. Up the lines. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.